morning, my friend. Welcome to Nederland, Colorado. Welcome to, uh, <laughs> feels like the first day of winter. Um, got about four layers of clothes on, I even got my long johns on. <laughs> it is uh, probably about 40 degrees and it's very wet. <laughs> but we're here and uh, we are gonna do a street sermon and we already did our scripture short. That's what we're going to do. So let's, let's start in prayer. So Lord, I thank you that we can come to different places with it where you send us. And a lot of people don't know what we're doing. So we just do uh, what we need to do because you've told us what to do. And that's what we want to do, what you have told us to do. We don't want to add to it. We don't want to take away from it. We just want to perform and, well, not perform, but we just want to accomplish what you set us to do, Lord. Uh, because when we accomplish what you've asked us to do, it brings glory to God. And uh, you know, that's really what we want to do, glorify God in all that we're doing. So uh, that's what I want to do here today in Nederland, Colorado. And uh, in the name of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> kind of running kind of low. This is my Friday. This is Friday, but it's also my Friday. Uh, I don't preach on Saturday. I take Saturday off as a Sabbath, tomorrow Saturday. And uh, then later in the Sabbath rest in the Lord. Not a Jewish uh, law type situation, but uh, it's something that the Lord Jesus asked me uh, back in 2017 when I first came to Boulder to build Gospel Evangelist Church. He's, that was on a Wednesday. Uh, then on Thursday, he said, I want tomorrow, which was a Saturday, I want you to take that day off as a Sabbath rest in me. And I said, yes, sir. So that's what I've been doing every Sabbath. I've messed up a few times and I've had to repent because uh, the Lord asked me to do something and he's not retracted that and uh, it's still going now. And so I praise God for that day. That to me is the best day of the week. Uh, I, I like that because the next day after that Sunday is for me personally the worst day of the week because I preach in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, I... I you know, it's just the way it is. I know that sounds kind of weird to say as a Christian, uh, but uh, uh, if you preach in Boulder on the street on Sunday, you would say, yes, sir, John, that is exactly right. Sunday is the worst day. But uh, Christians aren't on the street on Sundays. Typically, they're in a building uh, doing what they do in buildings. And when they leave the building, they don't come to the street. Uh, they don't come around me. Uh, they honk and wave. Everybody honks and waves but uh, nobody comes out to minister on the street. They don't bring what they learned in church to the street, out where the people are. They don't even bring it to where the restaurant is. They don't bring it back to the house. They don't, they don't do anything with whatever they were learning from as a generalization, okay? If you're not that person, praise God, you're very rare, very rare. So, uh, Saying it like it is, I know a lot of people don't like that, but I just, I don't really care. I want to say the truth, and uh, I'll, if you were standing here, I'd say the same thing. I said that to many churchgoers, and they look at me kind of dumbfounded, because they don't know what to say. You know, it's all right, you know, go to church. We're going to have a church someday. Once our church grows a little bit bigger, we'll open our, God, not us, God will open our Sunday services, and, uh, but guess what we're going to do before the, well, I don't know about before, but, but let's just say before the Sunday service, well, it's gonna be nine o'clock, so probably not on the street in the beginning, uh, but we will have banners and uh, we will be preaching 
well, even nine o'clock, but we will have banners on the street Sundays. <laughs> no doubt about that. I will not have 28th and Pearl not covered while we're having church on Sunday, period. It will always be covered on Sunday. It's been covered for over four years, and it'll continue to be covered with the Word of God. 28th and Pearl, very important location in Boulder. All right, so this is uh, our Sunday prayer letter. Increased number in daily, increased in number daily. That's Acts 16, verse 5. We're in the theme called signs, wonders, miracles, praise, worship. And this is part six on Friday. I'm also going to do part seven Saturday because I do not preach on Saturday, as you heard. So Acts 16, 32 to 40. And we'll just jump right into the Bible and just uh, see where we go. And... Uh, uh, I pulled these are prescription glasses, so I'm not they're not for uh, to look cool. <laughs> they're also polarized to protect my eyes and to protect people from you know dealing with me. Okay? Anyways. Alright, I'm I'm actually gonna start at 35 because this is uh, we all we did this yesterday in Superior. Uh, so I'm gonna start in 35. And when it was day, let me just read down through there so it's uh, 40 verses, 30 uh, five verses here. And when it was day, the magistrates sent the sergeants, saying, Let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. a moment cast us into prison and now do they trust thrust us out privily nay verily but let them come themselves and fetch us out and the sergeants told those words these words unto the magistrates and they feared when they heard that they were Romans and they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city verse 40 and they went out of the prison and entered to entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Hallelujah. I don't doubt if it snows today. It's almost what it feels like. I can almost feel the snow flurries. It usually snows in October, so this is the 15th, or is this the 15th of September? So a couple more weeks. We can be looking at snow here in the Rocky Mountains. Praise God. Verse 35. And when it was day, when it, we'll talk down through this now. When it was day. You know, we're in daytime now, spiritually speaking. When it was day. I really like that. I'm probably going to use that. I thought of that when I was in my class this morning. And, uh, oh, my. See, as soon as I said that, my spirit just said, you need to. Hang on. Hang on. I'm back. I don't know why people can't say good morning, but they can't say good morning because they don't want to say good morning. Baby probably didn't hear me. But uh, we all need to be friendly because we're all living on the same planet. We're all brothers and sisters. You know, just because some don't believe doesn't mean anything. To me, it doesn't. They would, if they don't want to believe, then they don't want to believe. I mean, I don't care. 
If they want to believe, fine, you know? <laughs> if you don't want to believe, fine. That's how I see it, man. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so this lady who just opened the tour visitor center, I didn't say good morning. Because I'm gonna be here all day, but I'm gonna smile and be friendly anyways. So anyways, uh, this is the tree study book, uh, the tree study book, and uh, this is the back of it here. And this is what we're going through. Let me set this down. This is what we're going through. And uh, uh, it's kind of like a logbook style. And what it does is it, it's like a tool the Holy Ghost can use to get us into the Word of God. And so I, I kind of tell people, you can put two things together. You can put the Word of God and this together as two or two, as, as touching anything, let it be established, you know, the principle of two, uh, or the scripture, the doctrine of two, however you want to look at it. But when you just have one thing, sometimes we don't get it done. It doesn't get established. It doesn't get finished. So, but a lot of times if you apply that, those scriptures about uh, two or three as touching anything, uh, then it kind of gets done. I talked about that in class. It's kind of a good class. I really enjoyed it. I just love these classes. We just had class 15 this morning. And uh, I woke up at uh, 10 minutes to 5 thinking it was 5.50 instead of, but it was only 4.50. And I'm laying going, boy, it sure seems early, Lord. It sure seems early, Lord. And I was looking, looking at my clock, looking at my clock going, what time is it? 4.55. I was sitting there trying to figure out what time it was. Oh, I got another hour of sleep. And I laid back down and didn't really fall asleep. I just prayed and relaxed, waiting for 5.50 to appear. <clears throat> All right, so anyways, so uh, in this book, uh, it's kind of like a log book. See, we have instructions and stuff, and this is like a log book here. We fill out uh, a lot of information here. I, knew, I know that. And, uh, you know, here's, you know, stuff. Uh, it's a, it's a log book. Uh, what is today? Today is uh, 13, see, so here's two pages all filled out. But uh, uh, yeah, so this was today. I got it started and uh, had to get ready to come up to Ned. So I'll finish this tonight before I go to sleep. That's the idea. But if I don't, I'll finish this tomorrow morning and I'll go back through the five days to make sure I kind of covered everything for Acts 16. I mean, Matthew 15, I, you know, just want to get it all done. Um, but if I don't, I don't. It's not a, a taskmaster. That's the coffee stains all over. I was drinking, I drink coffee in the morning on my class. So it's, uh, you can go to our website, johnchoque.org, and if you just scroll down just a tiny bit, it'll say GEC True Study, August 2023 edition, acquired the book patch, which is our printer. They're $9.27 for the book, that's the printing cost, and I don't charge uh, a profit. I take the profit potential, uh, that we could have added, uh, and uh, I'm giving that profit away to help pay for the handling and the shipping charge of the book. So, and then on top of this book, and on top of the giving of the profit, I'm also giving uh, 65 classes away. Uh, that's what's going to take to go through this book. 65 classes, Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Boulder time. That's mountain, mountain time, and uh, they're also all recorded. And I'm not charging anything for that. I'm just giving it away for those who would like to receive it. And uh, uh, that's what it is. So uh, let me put this away because everything's kind of wet here. Hang on a second.
actually I'm back. <laughs> so uh, that was my commercial. <laughs> commercial break is over. All right, so let's go back into here. So uh, <clears throat> when it was day, the magistrate sent the sergeant saying, let those men go. When it was day. So I think that's really important to understand that because we're in a season in the world uh, in daytime. Uh, there's a time coming that's going to get nighttime. And that nighttime, uh, you can look at is like, uh, we're not going to be here. We're not going to be here. We're going to be uh, caught up with the Lord in the air. And it's going to become nighttime here, in a sense, because there's no, not going to be any light here. Uh, our light won't be shining. Uh, we'll be in, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, okay? Something, something like that. And, uh, and Satan will have his deal. And in fact, those years are going to be so dark. So, dark, so, so deep in the night that God's going to cut it short from seven and a half. He's going to cut it in half to three and a half. That's how bad it's going to get. And so while it's daytime, it says here, when it was day. So when it's daytime, we want to be preaching. We want to be ministering the word of God. To me, right now, um, for most of us, not all of us, but let's say you've been a Christian, say, for a couple years, let's say that. Uh, it's no longer time to keep reading the Bible. If you've been a Christian for, I'm just gonna give you a very general number of two years. Now for me, it was only two weeks and I started preaching. I didn't know anything, I just picked up the Bible and started preaching, and I started preaching by giving people my testimony. My testimony is very powerful. It's uh, touched a lot of people, I've, so, I've said it probably a couple 10,000 times. I don't know, I've said it so many times, I lost count decades and decades ago anyways uh, uh, but if you are if you've been a believer for a couple years it's not the time now to just sit and study and study and study and study and study all your life just not that time because night can come pretty quick look how dark it is now it's 11 o'clock in the morning and it's pretty dark I mean I got my sunglasses on but you take it down it is I mean the Sun's not shining it's a heavy, thick cloud cover, and it's cold. It's very damp. We had rain, a rainstorm all uh, started yesterday afternoon and went all through the night. All the streams are flooded. I mean, it's just a mess. Everything's wet. And, uh, and so you can look at this. Okay, it's daytime. So in my life, it is, it is getting dusk because I'm 70 years old this year, and I have... The Bible says I've given man three, three score and ten. That's 20, 40, 60 plus 10 is 70. And then, but the, by the reason of strength, uh, he can add another, you know, 10 years or so, 80, 80 years old. So I may have another 10 years. But whatever the case may be, I'm still at the last season of my life. I'm not going to build a new business. I'm not going to create a new career. I'm not going to start a new family. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go play for this last season of my life. I was asked a couple days ago, don't you play, John? When do you take time to play? Uh, this to me is not the season to go play for me, for me. I know where I am in my timeline. And so I'm diligently seeking the Lord by ministering and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, uh, but you know, uh, and I'm trying uh, to uh, listen to the Spirit of God and he tells me that I want you to be an example. I want you to be an example. So, all right, I'm an example. Just like this, this two weeks ago when I started the True Study class. I'm an example. 
and I kind of do it as if nobody was around. Now, I'm, obviously, I'm teaching uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing, things like that, uh, because many students still don't have the true study book. Uh, I know a lot of them will, but uh, you know, we're going to have book two, book three, book four, and we'll go through the whole New Testament. Next year, we'll go through the uh, Old Testament. But anyways, uh, we're all, as believer, examples. And you look at your life and ask yourself, am I doing this title, this verse, when it was day? Am I living in the daytime or am I living in the nighttime? Am I a child of the day or am I a child of the night? Now, I, in my years of ministry, I was about, there's about two and a half years that I worked for a, a very large deliverance ministry. That was our main focus was deliverance and healing and uh, setting people free. And many, many hundreds and hundreds of people got saved and born again. And uh, so we recognize that uh, devils operate a lot. They kind of come alive during the nighttime during the nighttime. And as believers, uh, unless you're working, working could be your regular job or working as a minister, but it's not the time to be up all night. Uh, that is not a scriptural stance in your life. It just really isn't. The reason why is because devils are so active. We're not afraid of devils, but we have to be wise. We have to be wise. Now, and I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I worked all night long. I've always been a graveyard, a swing shift, and occasionally a graveyard worker. But I've never been out playing at night because there's a lot of evil that come out at night. It just is. And uh, evil people come out at night, you know? It just, be alert to that. That's why I like this title, When It Was Day. So when it's daytime, be, be serving Jesus Christ because nighttime is coming and you don't know when it's coming but it's up to you whatever you want to do it's up to you all right so let's go back into 35 and when it was day the magistrate sent the sergeants saying let it let those men go let those men go I mean that's what we can say to 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 people cast that devil out let that person go cast that devil out I mean just it's just something to think about. Verse 36, and the keeper of the prison, remember what the keeper of the prison did? You know, he got saved. So this guy, here's the magistrate talking to the keeper of the prison, but guess what? Last night, he got born again at a revival <laughs> in prison. <laughs> it was a revival time, and his whole household got saved. They got baptized last night. They had dinner. They probably were up all night. But what they were doing, they were working. They weren't just playing. They were working, sharing the gospel, teaching the word of God. Maybe they stayed up all night and watched the sunrise. Then the, jail, the keeper of the jail had to go to work. But he was excited because he is born again. He believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it says. Just a few verses before that. You know, so you want to read everything. I'm, not, I'm only bringing out these verses. I'm not teaching the whole thing because that's what I've been doing all week long. So if this is all you've washed, uh, that's why you only hear this section of Scripture. But it goes with all the other sections of Scripture. In fact, it goes with the whole counsel of the Word of God. Okay? So, and the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul. Okay? So 
When he went to work, the magistrates told the keeper of the prison, who was born again now, <laughs> and he came back and told Paul what the magistrates just told him what to do. And here's what Paul said. Uh, the magistrates, uh, here's what the magistrates said uh, to Paul. Uh, the magistrates have sent to let you go. And then, the, uh, th then he said, uh, now therefore depart and go in peace. Go in peace. I think that's interesting how he used go in peace because uh, he was speaking as someone who just now, just recently, within the last probably 12 hours, been born again. So he said, uh, the peace, you know, peace, the peace of God. What is that word in Hebrew? Uh, shalom. You know, I don't use that word because I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't talk that way. But uh, I just say peace. Peace on you, brother. Peace. God bless you, too. Anyways, uh, so he said peace. Go in peace. You know, but Paul uh, wasn't rebuking him. He, he didn't get mad at him because he just uh, baptized him a few hours earlier or last night. Uh, so he wasn't mad at him. He was, because the prison, he didn't know what Paul wanted to do. He didn't know what Paul wanted to do. But here's what Paul wanted to do instead. Uh, but Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, beaten us openly on the marketplace where everybody can see. And they were not condemned. There was nothing they did wrong. It's kind of what's going on with uh, one of our, our last president. You know, nothing wrong. You know, I mean, same may happen to me. Accused of something I didn't do. You know, I've had the police calling me five times now, and I didn't do anything wrong. And even the police said, you didn't do anything wrong. You're doing fine, just fine. But they think I'm doing something wrong because they don't want me on the street. So they call the police, get him out of here. You know, a lot of the towns I go to, they tell me, get out of here, get out of our town, get out of our town. I hear that every month, not every day, but at least once a month, I'll hear that from one of the cities I go to, get out of my town, get out of our town. We don't want you here. I heard it in Netherlands occasionally, but I've been here so long that a lot of people just gave up because I'm not going anywhere <laughs> until the Lord brings me home. I'm in a 10-year season. I'll be coming to Netherlands for 10 years. I'm in my fifth year now, four years and a few months, May, June, July, August, uh, three, four years and four months. All right, so, uh, but Paul said to them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans. We're Romans. And you're condemned, you beat us? Boy, you are asking for trouble. You're, that's because Romans look after themselves. You know? <laughs> the mafia, right? Mafia looks after themselves. Not really, but anyways, that's shouldn't have said that, but that's okay. <laughs> I know a little bit about the mafia because uh, I was raised in Reno, Nevada, and uh, because of my dad, uh, what he did, in uh, casinos, uh, there was uh, some interactions and stuff, and I was able to see a couple things that a lot of people don't get to see. So it's pretty interesting. I've lived a full life. A lot of people never can say that because I can say that, but uh, it, uh, I know more of what's going on than people realize. <laughs> Guys, made a big smile, a big grin. <laughs> See, a lot of people know me up here because I mean, everyone who's waving or honking or giving me a thumbs up, uh, that is a part of my supplication out here, my petition before the Lord because I'm standing before the Lord as an intercessor for all these souls. And then I'll lift my banner after this sermon and uh, I'll continue until I'm hoping to stay here till 4 o'clock and catch the 4.30 bus. Uh, 
but we'll see what happens. That's my plan, at least. 11 to 4, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, yeah, five-hour shift out here, okay? So I just don't wrap this up and go home. I'm not just a video guy. I, I do this because the Holy Ghost asked me to do this. So I'm obedient. All right? So, but Paul said to them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now, do they thrust us out privily, secretly, privately, like, shh, shh, go away, go away, you know? Well, Paul didn't want that. He wanted to be a witness. He had more to do. He had more to do. However, we know if for some reason, it's not written here, but if God told, if the Holy Ghost told Paul, just take off, Paul would have taken off. See that? But he knew the Holy Ghost had more to do had more to do. He wanted to be a witness to the magistrates and tell them the truth, okay? Being Romans and have cast us into prison, and now do they thrust us out privily? Nay, verily. <laughs> Paul was, <laughs> Paul was mad. He was, he's gonna get a piece of their hide. <laughs> he was mad. Paul, you gotta understand who Paul is. He's very strict, and he was, he's zealous in what he does. He is, you know, he wants things done a certain way, and this is how you're gonna do it, or nothing else. I and mean, he's really exact. And that's what the Holy Ghost has asked me here several years ago uh, when I started this church. He said, I want you to be exact with the Word of God. And uh, uh, my bus driver that needs to have Jesus in her life, but uh, she doesn't yet. Maybe one day she will if she sees me enough. <clears throat> All right, being Romans, cast the thrust us out, privy neighbor, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. No, I, I appreciate what you're saying to me, Mr. Prisoner Guard, but uh, my brother, my fellow brethren now, but you go tell them to come down here and get us out themselves, because I got something to say to them. I got something to say to them. All right, fine, you yeah. know, all right. And so uh, the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates. So the prisoner, you notice that the, uh, uh, the prison guard did not go. It's just the uh, sergeants, uh, because the sergeants came down and uh, they went back to the magistrate, okay? And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates and they feared. The magistrates feared. Who did they fear? Did they fear God? No way, shape and form. They didn't fear God, period. They feared man. They feared the Roman authority because they did something wrong against Roman law okay now they feared for their life because they could have been killed by law right just like in the Moses law if you don't do something according to the law you're dead now it doesn't happen anymore now we have grace you can do whatever you want you want to sin fine if you don't want to sin don't fine but you're gonna reap the consequences of living that kind of life cannot sin as a believer. You have to make choices now. You just can't say, oh, it's the law, I can't do that. You have to make concrete decisions. I do not want to sin, and I'm not gonna sin. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Well, people hear that. If people don't, they just say, they just fluff that off. Oh, Jesus was just talking to somebody else, not me. I hear that. It just blows me away. How can their spirit not condemn them? I mean, anytime I've sinned in my life, I tell you, I felt so condemned. I can't wait to repent and turn away. Yeah. 
But do you see other Christians? They live in sin over and over and over. I see them on Sundays, a lot of them who don't go to church. They're on the street in different places and uh, they live in sin. It just amazes me, just amazes me. Oh well, I don't know what's going on. It's their life, not mine. I'm just gonna keep preaching the gospel. They get to choose whatever they wanna choose. It's a free world. They have a free life, free will. They can choose whatever they wanna do. You know, I'm not gonna force people to do something. Why? I used to do that. My first 10 years, I was, man, I, I was hard on people like you wouldn't believe. Because I got saved and I know what that felt like. I got born again and I was preaching hell and fire and brimstone. I mean, I was preaching against the devil. I was really on fire, man. And uh, I used to scare people. <laughs> people used to say that, John's preaching scares me. That's a believer saying that. Good, I hope it scares you. <laughs> but I don't preach that way anymore. Uh, a lot more compassion now. <laughs> All right, let's go down here now. Uh, Romans, and they came, okay, verse, uh, and heard that they were Romans. Let me go back a little bit. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. See, they feared man, not God. You don't want to fear man, you want to fear God. But these guys didn't do that. Verse 39, and they came and besought them, besought them. I mean, they were almost repentant. They were so sorry for them, and they just basically begged them. I don't want, I'm, I'm, we're really, really sorry. Uh, we didn't mean to do it that way. Please forgive us. Uh, we didn't mean to do that. Uh, we can get in big trouble here. Uh, we thought we were doing right. Uh, we didn't know really who you were and we did wrong. I mean, they could have been doing things like that, not that way, but in their magistrative uh, fashion. <laughs> Whatever that is. Uh, besought them and brought them out. So they brought them out, just exactly what Paul told them to do. That kind of says something about who Paul is. How about that? I bet any other prisoner who said that, the magistrate would say, oh, forget that, man. Just kick him out of there, man. Get him out of there. But Paul said that, and all of a sudden, they're down there helping Paul leave. Here's your shoes. Here's your coat. You know, you want a sandwich for your trip? You know, here's a bottle of water. <laughs> you know, are you all good? You know, are we okay? Are you okay? You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Uh, anyways. And uh, so they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart. Desired. They desired. They kindly asked them to leave. It wasn't it. They could have commanded them, but they desired them. See the difference there? When you read really fast, you miss these little nuances in the Word of God. That's why I say so often, every word of God is pure. Okay? I mean, that's what the Word says. And if that's what the word says, that's exactly what it means. Every word is pure. And if it's pure, you want to feed on pure seed. You don't want to feed on corrupt seed. Right? It'll, that corrupt seed will produce. But good seed, pure seed, produces after its own kind. <laughs> God bless you, man. <laughs> this highway here is the peak-to-peak -peak highway. So this is a route that people come out of Estes Park over by Rocky Mountain National Park and they come along the, the top of the Rocky Mountains there. They come down through Nettleland here and then a few more miles out there is a pretty famous casino and then Interstate 70 way out there. When I was coming in from Vail, I saw the highway uh, to come to, to, to Nettleland and to Eldora. So that was pretty interesting. 
So that's where I'm at here. And it's an old milling and mining town up here in the mountains. And uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting place. Very old, very old place. Been here for a long, long time. Verse 39 again. And they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. Do you get that desire? So you can see the attitude shifted here in 39. You see that? The spirit shifted there. I you know if you can see that or not. I hope you can. But verse 40, and they went out of the prison. So now they can leave prison. Now we've done what we need to do. We talked to the magistrates. We told them what the situation is. They were sorry. They repented or whatever they did. And uh, they asked us, they desired us to leave. And now we're okay. And we're going to leave now. Okay. We're going to leave now. And uh, so they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. Remember, that's the seller of purple in Thyatira. 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 <laughs> Thyroid. <laughs> Thyatira. And, uh, <clears throat> and they went to Lydia's house. Uh, that's pretty interesting. She probably had a big feast going. She said, oh man, Paul and Silas are out of prison. We heard that earthquake last night. Wasn't that something? What happened in that earthquake? And Paul tells the testimony. Man, you wouldn't believe it, Lydia. It was so amazing. We were, at midnight, we started worshiping and praising God and singing hymns and worshiping and praying at midnight. And then suddenly there was an earthquake and all the doors were opened up for the prisoners, but nobody left. And we just worshiped God. The prisoner came, the prison guard came in and he was going to kill himself. And I remember yelling out, don't do that. We're all still here. And he came in and fell down right before us. So sorry, so repentant and said, what must I do to be saved? You know, and we led him to the Lord. And then we went over to his house. We preached the word of God, the word of the Lord to his whole family. The whole family believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then they washed us up. They cleaned us, gave us a bath. And uh, then they fed us and we worshiped God the rest of the night. It was amazing what happened. It was amazing. And then I got a chance to witness to the master. Said, you know, that's what was going on. See, but if you read it like a novel, you'll miss all that. You'll miss all that. Now, am I telling the truth? Am I adding to the gospel? No. What I'm doing is telling you what's happening here. You know? Because we know how Paul does things. We know how Silas does things. We know how Lydia does things. We know her house. We know her household. We now know the prison guard. We know a lot about what's going on there. So we can ascertain from all the knowledge we have of these people that this is probably what happened because it aligns with the Word of God. You want to testify of the mighty works of God. You just want to do that. It's really important. Give testimony. And when they had uh, entered the house of Lydia, and when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them. See, they comforted them. How do you comfort people? By the Holy Ghost. And what does the Holy Ghost do? He gives you power to do what? To be a witness. You see, I already knew that. But I didn't know it before I read it. I knew it before I read it. I knew it before I read this. Now, I've read it already many, many times in my life and many times this last week. But I already know what's going on. You should know what's going on. It should just not be black ink on white paper. That's not what the Bible should be to you. It should be a living word that, that breathes within you. It just It's a part of your life. It's the bread of life. It's, it's, it's where you uh, eat and you drink. It's the water of the Word of God washing over you. It's the manna of heaven. It's everything. It feeds your spirit. Yeah, see? You're building your... Oh, man, it's just amazing. It's amazing. But if you read it like a novel, 
I mean, the reason I say that is because I hear just about every single Christian read the Bible like it's a novel. And I'm trying to get people to slow down and read it deliberately and vigilantly with the Spirit of God. And you'll see things that you've never seen before by the Spirit. The Spirit will reveal to you, and when that revelation comes, that revealing of the Word of God, there will be the power to receive, there will be the authority to receive, and that seed will be planted deep in your spirit, and it will take root in the rock of Christ in your life. Let's read this one more time. In fact, let's go back to 35. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the sergeant, saying, Let those men go. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, And the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart, and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. Now do they thrust us out? Privily? Nay, verily. But let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. And they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. <clears throat> thank you, Lord, for allowing me to preach and minister out of your word. So I thank you, Lord, for this scripture of Acts 16 that we've done all week long. We've covered every word in Acts 16. I thank you, Lord, that uh, that word was able to be ministered to every spirit, every soul uh, who has ears to hear and a heart to understand. I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for bringing us out to the streets and the byways and the highways to compel them to come in. And uh, you've told us all to do different things, and you've given us certain tools to do certain things in certain cities, certain locations, with certain souls. And we give you all the glory for what you're doing. For all those who are out street preaching today, just like all the guys who are on channel today, bless them, Lord. Bless them as they preach the Word of God in their cities and towns and where they are. In your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. So that ends Friday. That ends the, the Acts 16. Tomorrow, uh, after my time with the, the Lord, uh, the Holy Ghost will move and uh, will quicken me, and I'll sit down at my little desk, and I'll write next week's Sunday prayer letter, and it'll be on Acts 17, Acts 17, and we'll go through that. And also, starting on Monday morning, 7 o'clock, we'll have our true study class, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll have our class. And then uh, uh, Sunday, I'll be at 28th and Pearl. Uh, on Wednesday, I will uh, we'll have church here in Boulder. And if you want to come to church, uh, get a hold of us and come on down, man. Uh, it's really good. It's, the Holy Ghost shows up, and it's just really a good time. A small group of people now, but it's going to grow. And it's best to come now and to get kind of, kind of in the early mix of the church. You know, a lot of people have left. Uh, and it's too bad because uh, they're missing the early uh, growth of our church. Because one day, here a few years from now, we're going to talk about the early days of Gospel Evangelist Church. It's going to be wonderful. And uh, we'll talk about it when we get to heaven too. And uh, then uh, uh, 
what I was going to say. I was going to say this. Then on Friday, I'll be in Longmont. On Thursday, I'll be in, uh, where am I going to be? I'll be in uh, Louisville. Louisville. That'll be the third. And uh, what else do I want to say? Uh, oh, Wednesday morning, I wanted to say. On Wednesday morning, uh, at uh, about 5.30 in the morning, Wednesday morning, uh, we're going to be out. Brent, Brent and I will be out on Boulder High School. Uh, prayer march around the, call, around the school. Uh, it takes about 30 to 45 minutes. And if you want to do that, get a hold of us, and you can uh, intercede for one of the most important schools in Boulder and Boulder County, and actually the whole state of Colorado. So God bless you, man. I love you very much. You take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.